What the hell, Biden? Are you leading this country or what? Hunter's not the only one with nude net pictures in the Biden family. This is gross. And California Skittles. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Hey, I thought we weren't going to make it tonight. I don't know what happened, but our live stream was not live streaming it. And suddenly at the last minute, it decided to pop on. So anyway, we made it. We're here. We are live. It's a Tuesday. Uh, man, a lot going on. Uh, tons of stuff here. And yeah, we are live. And don't forget, please hit that follow button. It's right over here. That follow button. And if you want some behind the scenes video, you can check out our locals channel. You can join over there. We do exclusive content just for our subscribers on locals. You'll see some behind the scenes videos over there. I try and put up one every day or two. And uh, so you can check that out too and help to support the show. Thank you. Another way you can support the show is by treating yourself to one of the best cups of coffee you'll ever find blackout coffee. And that's not it. <laughs> this is Blackout Coffee is awake, not woke. They make the best coffee. And not only that, but the greatest part about this company is that they are supporters of American values. Hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, traditional American values. And that's what this company is all about. In addition, to making a fantastic cup of coffee. Folks, I drink a ton of coffee, and since I found Blackout Coffee, I will never drink another coffee in my life. I'm not kidding you, swear. Uh, this stuff is absolutely amazing. You get the beans fresh roasted. Throw away that brown water crap you've been drinking. Get yourself some real coffee and real American coffee at uh, Blackout Coffee. They roast the beans. They have a small batch roasting process, which means when you order, they will roast your beans usually 24 to 48 hours from the time you order. Then you give it a few days to be shipped to your house, and that's it. You've got a fresh roasted bag of beans from Blackout Coffee. Amazing taste. All kinds of varieties over there. And even if you're not that much into coffee, they've got some amazing hot cocoa flavors and teas also. You'll find that on the website. Uh, they also help to support our troops. So your orders will be going a long way to help support our troops too. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Blackout Coffee. We, yes, we got you a deal. When you go to checkout, use our promo code J20, J-A-Y-20. At checkout for 20% off your first order. That is a deal. 20% off your first order with our promo code J20. J-A-Y-20. The link to Blackout Coffee, that's right down there in the show notes. Can't miss it. And uh, thank you, Blackout Coffee, for taking part and helping to sponsor the show. I so much going on around the world, not the least of which is what everybody's talking about. That's uh, Israel. Gaza, all that's going on over there. And while all that's going on over there is going on, where the hell is Joe Biden? Allegedly the leader of America, 
the commander-in-chief of the military, and the president is AOL, as Americans are killed, held hostage in that terrorist attack in Israel. Unbelievable. At this point, the bar for Biden is pretty low. In fact, I don't think he can get much lower. And uh, Biden's response in times of crisis like this, not exactly a stellar performance. Basically, this rotting bag of goo is a disaster, barely walking. Uh, another one of America's allies, of course, Israel, viciously attacked over the weekend. Americans were involved, Americans were murdered, Americans have been taken hostage, and there's a chance they will be executed. And so where the hell is Biden? Saturday morning, he addressed Hamas's unprecedented attack on the people of Israel in a very short speech. Since then, Americans have learned at least nine fellow U.S. citizens were killed, undetermined number taken hostage, and in response, Biden has been incognito, out of touch, out of mind. Prior to noon on Monday, before noon, the White House comms team called a lid on the day. Now, it's jargon they use at the White House. Basically, it means we're not going to be talking. The president's not going to be making any statements, nothing. In the middle of this crisis, the White House calls a lid at noon on Monday. Since early Monday morning, White House, Biden's social media accounts tweeted about abortion, junk fees, big pharma, September job numbers, and American technology companies, and not a single word about the Middle East. Complete absence. Former White House Press Secretary Ari Flesher asked, where's Biden? Nine Americans are dead, an unknown number missing or held hostage, yet President Biden nowhere to be seen. Has nothing, apparently, to say. Senator Tom Cotton, he's totally overmatched by events and paralyzed in a crisis, partly because of his own foolish appeasement of Iran fueled a campaign of terror. Former Speaker Kevin McCarthy stepped up to the plate, strangely enough, on Monday. He said, now's the time for action. America needs a five-point plan to meet this moment, help our ally Israel, strengthen our own future. And the very first thing we need to do is to rescue the American hostages. Now, the White House did address the nine dead Americans through a deputy spokesperson, Andrew Bates, invoking a political attack on the RNC chairman, Ronna McDonald. McDaniel, <laughs> although Ronald McDonald might be more appropriate. 
which seems to think is efficient enough in providing leadership on the world stage. In light of it all, to modify a phrase, no matter how bad you think, it currently is, under Biden, it will always get worse. Just basically disappeared. In the middle of what is potentially one of the most important world crises we have faced in a long time. And by the way, we talked about it on yesterday's show. Don't think these sleeper cells are not hanging out inside our border that we just let them cross over. No checks, no backgrounds, and no, we don't know where they are, where they're going, where they're from, or more importantly, what their intentions are. This is going to be a mess. Mark my from PJ Media, the Ministry of Truth. Oh, you thought they were gone? Oh, contraire, my friends. They fired up the afterburners. Wholly predictable protesters would take to the streets to sing the praises of Hamas under the guise of supporting Palestine. Young, ignorant, indoctrinated both on and off campus beginning a combination victory dance and rally, and that's exactly what you saw. We showed you some video from that on yesterday's show. Of course, as the squad's narrative broke down, Biden's handlers made fools of themselves. The media showed up, saluted, and reported for duty. National Review reported on the inter-office emails at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation that in now listen, listen. The email instructed their reporters not to refer to Hamas members who attacked innocent civilians as terrorists. The organization Stop Antisemitism had copies of the email, which CDC CBC director of journalistic standards, George Achi stated, do not refer, this is a quote, do not refer to militants, soldiers, or anyone else as terrorists. The notion of terrorism remains highly politicized and is part of the story. Even when quoting, clipping a government or a source referring to fighters as terrorists, we should add content to ensure the audience understand this is opinion and not a fact. This was what went out in an email to the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's journalists. The mind control games, the Ministry of Truth, it's just beyond the pale. And now, this is funny. Hamas wants a truce. Good luck with that. This from PJ Media links in our show notes tonight. Hamas wants a truce and here's why Israel shouldn't give them one. 
after brutally massacring over 600 Israelis and then suffering some retaliatory strikes from Israel, the bloodthirsty jihadists from Hamas now want to talk about a truce. Israeli government virtually certain to get huge pressure, pressure to uh, agree to this truce, but it's actually the last thing that Israel should be doing. Even before the magnitude of what Hamas perpetrated in Israel is fully known, calls for a ceasefire became a talking point. Leftist opinion makers, from the ridiculous Anthony Blinken to the absurd AOC, began calling for a ceasefire. So quickly, the Babylon bees zinged them with a riotous headline, Emperor Hirohito calls for ceasefire after bombing of Pearl Harbor. Just hours, hours after the Hamas Jihad massacres began. The U.S. Office of Palestine Affairs tweeted an astonishingly tone-deaf statement. Quote, We unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has incurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solves nothing. And then they deleted the tweet after people started to point out exactly how outrageous and monstrous it was to urge that Israel not retaliate after being hit, hit with one of the most devastating attacks in its history. So, they want a truce. I say we give them a truce good and hard. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Amazing. And where's Biden? Nowhere. Gavin Newsom, though. <laughs> Change of gears here. You like Skittles? I actually do like Skittles. Look, I, I know they're all just this chemical, waxy crap that's horrifically bad for you. But I love Skittles. They're fun, all right? I love Skittles. Give me a break. Which is another reason why I'm never going to California. California is banning Skittles. Not kidding. And not just Skittles. A lot of other candies. As of 2027, they will be officially banned in California. Bill AB 418, also known as the California Food Safety Act, set to ban Skittles and other candies This begins January 1st, 2027. Wow. The bill targets food products containing brominated vegetable oil, potassium bromate, and propylparaben. 
or something like that. It also targets red dye number three, which is found in Skittles and other candies like Pez. Oh, remember Pez and hot tamales? Ha! Uh, double bubble bubble gum also. Man, according to the Legislative California Digest, their Food Safety Act says a person or entity shall not manufacture, sell, deliver, distribute, hold, or offer for sale in commerce a food product for human consumption that contains the substances in question. So, as of 2027, say goodbye to Skittles and hot tamales. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Why do you stay in California? Really, seriously, why? Yeah, I know, you know, whatever, it's not good for you. But, you know, I mean, if you made a steady diet of eating these things, you had it's all you had for lunch and dinner and breakfast, I could see where you might have a problem. But you know what? Narfing down a bag of Skittles every now and then ain't likely going to kill you. <laughs> Hunter Biden. I know, the moment you hear that word, that person, chances are the first thing that comes into your mind is one of those crack-smoking prostitute pictures from the laptop. Well, guess what? Hunter is not the only Biden, apparently, with nude pictures on the Internet. You know, there has to be something just really creepy in the Biden gene pool. <laughs> Seriously, think about it. Showering with your daughter. Give me a break, you sick. Joe Biden's younger brother, Francis Frank Biden, apparently likes to take nude selfies. But here's where it gets weird. According to a report from the Daily Mail, a naked selfie of Frank Biden, the president's brother, posted to a gay porn site back in 2018. Frank Biden, who was 64 at the time, admits it is genuine, but claims he did not post it on the website. Yeah, okay. There are two links in our show notes, and the reason for that is because the second link is the story which actually includes the photo, which I am going to show you. It's perfectly fit for consumption. Everything's blurred out that's important. Where is he? There he is. So, in this picture, there's Joe. There's the other guy. And there's another picture of the other guy. 
blackmail for President Biden, anyone? Although I suppose if the picture's out there, can't be much blackmail. Joe Biden's younger brother, Frank, wearing only a cap and glasses, shows up on a gay dating site. Okay. I think we've seen enough of naked pictures of Biden family members for the rest of our lives. Like I said, there is just apparently something in the Biden gene pool. I don't know what it is, but it's not healthy. The Thinking Conservative has an article out which you must read because it will make you shake your head, suck your tongue, and say, are you freaking kidding me? Planned Parenthood is helping teenagers transition. Teenagers who feel they were born in the... I mean, you know this. We've been talking about this for a year or two now. And all that bullshit transgender crap. But listen to this. Planned Parenthood helping teenagers transition after being consulted. What, for a month, a few weeks, some therapy? No. After 30 minutes of a consultation. 30 minutes. Less time than this show takes. In 30 minutes, Planned Parenthood, helping teenagers transition. Puberty blockers, cutting their private parts off. Parents and doctors are sounding the alarm. The abortion provider wading into transgender care now. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. They're doling out prescriptions for estrogen, testosterone, including to special needs kids. Are you freaking kidding me? This is abuse. This is plain and simple, black and white abuse. Listen to this. Fred has a history of developmental issues. Diagnosed with autism. Technically ADHD with autistic traits. At age four, struggled with depression, anxiety. Got older, was expelled from three different special needs schools because of behavioral problems, stemming in part from an impulse control disorder. He's now an 18-year-old high school student in New Jersey, lives with his parents. They asked the Washington Free Beacon to withhold his name. Like many people on the autism spectrum, Fred cycles through obsession, extreme views. He was part of an alt-right group chat as recently as last year. His parents had apostatized suddenly and now considers himself far left. Fred has a few interests that have remained constant throughout his life. All fairly typical for a teenage boy. Guns, power tools, metalworking. 
That made it all the more shocking when in December of 2022, just last December, at 17, he announced he was a transgender woman. This revelation came about a few months after Fred's best friend, who also has autism, began identifying as transgender. Concerned this was just another phase, but open to the possibility that it wasn't, his parents tried to enroll their son, whom they now were calling by a female name at home, in the Gender and Autism Program at Children's National Hospital. It is the only gender clinic in the country specializing in autistic youth. Fred was determined to take hormones, they told the clinic, which is known for its lengthy assessments. Before he did, they wanted to be sure his dysphoria wasn't transient or peer-driven. You know, my best friend is transgender, so I want to be too. There was a wait list of about a year from this clinic. And Fred didn't want to wait. So in late July, when his parents were out of town, and after he'd come of age, Fred went to Planned Parenthood, which prescribes hormones to any legal adult without a letter from a therapist or a formal diagnosis of gender dysphoria. The only requirement is a very brief consultation. Usually, a nurse practitioner performs the consultation about the drug's effects, which range from mood swings, male pattern baldness, to permanent infertility. After a short consultation at Planned Parenthood, less than half an hour, he was given the drugs and sent on his way. And you've heard the backstory. You know how many landmines there are in that story. And yet, Planned Parenthood just dishes them out. Another reason to defund Planned Parenthood. AI. AI's on the menu tonight. An AI system called Ernie. Now, doesn't that sound cute? Hey, let's check with Ernie, see what Ernie has to say. Well, it might not be as cute as you think. Chinese tech has unveiled a new CCP-approved chatbot. And experts are warning that it is an AI threat from Beijing. I'm not going to get heavy into this article. I want you to read it, though, because there's some really good information in there. Uh, experts warn China's artificial intelligence landscape poses a host of threats. No surprise there. Giant uh, Baidu, tech giant Baidu, last August introduced Ernie, the counterpart to chat GPT. Alibaba announced its AI model, Tongji Xuanwen, Xianwen, I think. Anyway, although Ernie initially unveiled in March, the chatbot's now been approved officially by the Communist Party and is available for download. 
In addition to Ernie, Baidu is set to launch a suite of new AI native apps that allow users to fully experience the four core abilities of generative AI, understanding, generation, reasoning, and memory. People say this potentially is a threat to everyone's privacy, security, and in fact, national security. Read the whole article. It talks about some very interesting potential problems with this AI. But they're going to get you one way or the other. You want your uh, digital passport? You want to get your carbon footprint? You want to be told, no, sorry, you can't buy that steak. You've had too much meat this week, this month, this year. You're shut off. Sorry, your car won't start because you've driven too much. We can't allow that. How will they know? Well, here's the latest. It's not new, but they're starting to use it. Eyeball scanning. Eyeball scanning global digital ID system, WorldCoin, is suggesting it be used for social welfare. Oh yeah. Controversial biometric cryptocurrency digital ID project founded by OpenAI Sam Altman, heard that name before, WorldCoin works using biometric data contained in your iris. Each one of us is different, just like a fingerprint. It also operates something called World ID. That should scare the hell out of you. It is a digital way of proving your identity. Now, the idea is, despite a rising number of questions, misgivings about the whole platform, specifically about the privacy protections, or lack thereof, whether some categories of people are taken advantage of in some situations. With the good intentions declared and out of the way, the socially vulnerable people, one of the envisaged applications of WorldCoin is to create a public infrastructure that will serve as, as proof of personhood. Oh, personhood, now that's what we are. We are a personhood. We're not humans. We're not human beings anymore, homo sapiens. We're personhoods. So, get ready to have your eyeballs scanned to prove it's you. And to make a purchase, drive a car, do what, almost anything? Yep. Welcome to the future, my friends. We didn't start the fire. All right. Kitty cat logic. I love this. One last one before we get on with our book. This is great. Uh, you know, I have a, uh, we have a Shiba Inu here. The love of our life. Uh, best thing that ever happened. Second best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, Miko is our, uh, our little almost four-year-old Shiba Inu. And uh, she's doing great, uh, having a great time, refusing to eat as usual, going for walks every day, and uh, chasing scrats. Rats. 
squirrels. Anyway, sometimes she does things that make absolutely no sense to me at all. But this cat, let me just play the video, okay? <laughs> I think I really need to explain this. Take a look. You see the cat? Wait, give me my mouse back. Here we go. You see the cat? This is a bathroom. And this is some sort of, I don't know, a, a ball? Some cat toy? Which apparently the cat wants to play with. But watch what the cat does. <laughs> yeah, it's a cat toy. Look at this moron. I think this cat might be a Democrat. This is insane. <laughs> Trying to reach it. And she walked right past it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the link to that's in our show notes if you want to share it out on your social media. Funny as hell. Okay, hey, don't forget, please hit that follow button. It's right over there, blue green follow button. Sign up for a free Rumble account if you don't have one already. It'll let you get into the chat, our live chat, make comments on videos, subscribe, follow. And, uh, you know, it's just you sign up, you put in your email, and uh, off you go. You're good to go. You don't have to post videos. You don't have to, you know, all that. Just be a member here at Rumble because it is the future of what's going on with live online streams like this one. And uh, all the uh, all the great show. I know Stephen uh, Crowder is uh, here. He's in fact, I think he's running opposite us. And coming up after our show at eleven o'clock every weekday, Monday through Friday, is Dan Mongino, who uh, had I'm a P1 original viewer and listener to Dan's uh, podcast and show. Been for years and years. <clears throat> I will tell you, his show yesterday. If you didn't see it, please do watch. Subscribe over there. Follow Dan. He does one of the most amazing jobs. He's got almost 3 million followers. Uh, I am a tiny speck of dust compared to the Bongino, but um, <laughs> I'm a great admirer. And his show yesterday was so moving, so impactful and powerful. You must watch. Great show. Comes up at 11, right after the Jay Sheldon show, so check it out. All right, time for our book. We read books on this show. I know, but we do. We've read a bunch of classic children's literature, Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, The Little Prince, Jungle Book, Alice in Wonderland. Then we did George Orwell's 1984, and then Animal Farm, and now we are reading Lord of the Flies. It's gotten very interesting. This, now we begin chapter five called Beast from Water. The tide was coming in. It was only a narrow strip of firm beach between the water and the white stumbling stuff near the palm entrance. Ralph chose the firm strip as a path because he needed to think. And only here could he allow his feet to move without having to watch them. Suddenly, Pacing by the water, he was overcome with astonishment. He found himself understanding the wearisomeness of his life, where every path was an improvisation, 
and a considerable part of one's waking life was spent watching one's feet. He stopped, facing the strip, and remembering that first enthusiastic exploration, as though it were part of a brighter childhood. He smiled jeeringly. He turned then and walked back towards the platform with the sun in his face. The time had come for the assembly, and as he walked into the concealing splendors of the sunlight, he went carefully over the points of his speech. There must be no mistake about this assembly, no chasing imaginary. He lost himself in a maze of thoughts that were rendered vague by his lack of words to express them. Frowning, he tried again. This meeting must not be fun, but business. At that, he walked faster, aware all at once of urgency and the declining sun and a little wind created by his speed that breathed about his face. This wind pressed his gray shirt against his chest so that he noticed in this new mood of comprehension how the folds were stiff like cardboard and unpleasant. Notice, too, how the frayed edges of his shorts were making an uncomfortable pink area in the front of his thighs. With a convulsion of the mind, Ralph discovered dirt and decay, understood how much he disliked perpetually flicking the tangled hair out of his eyes, and at last, when the sun was gone, rolling noisily to rest among the dry leaves, at that he began to trot. The beach near the bathing pool was dotted with groups of boys waiting for the assembly. They made way for him silently, conscious of his grim mood and the fault of the fire. The place of assembly in which he stood was roughly a triangle, but irregular, sketchy like everything they made. First there was the log on which he himself sat, a dead tree that must have been quite exceptionally big for the platform. Perhaps one of those legendary storms of the Pacific had shifted it here. The palm trunk lay parallel to the beach, so when Ralph sat, he faced the island, but to the boys was a darkish figure against the shimmer of the lagoon. The two sides of the triangle of which the log was based were less evenly defined. On the right, a log polished by restless seats among the top not so large as the chiefs and not so comfortable. On the left were four small logs, one of them the farthest, lamentably springy. Assembly after assembly had broken up in laughter when someone had leaned too far back and the log had whipped and thrown half a dozen boys backwards into the grass. Yet now he saw no one had had the wit, not himself nor Jack, nor Piggy, to bring a stone and wedge the thing. So they would continue enduring the ill-balanced twister, because, because, again, he lost himself in deep waters. Grass was worn away in front of each trunk, but drew tall and untrodden in the center of the triangle. And then at the apex, the grass was thick again, because no one sat there. 
All round the place of assembly the grey trunks rose, straight or leaning, supporting the low roof of leaves. On two sides was the beach, behind the lagoon, in front the darkness of the island. Ralph turned to the chief's seat. He never had an assembly as late before. That was why this place looked so different. Normally, the underside of the green roof was lit by a tangle of golden reflections. Their faces were lit upside down. Like, thought Ralph, when you hold an electric torch in your hands. But now the sun was slanting in at one side, so that shadows were where they ought to be. Again he fell into that strange mood of speculation that was so foreign to him. If faces were different when lit from above or below, what was a face? Was it anything? Ralph moved impatiently. Trouble was, if you were a chief, you had to think. You had to be wise. And then the occasion slipped by so that you had to grab at a decision. This made you think because thought was a valuable thing. It got results. Only decided Ralph as he faced the chief's seat, I can't think. Not like Piggy. Once more that evening, Ralph had to adjust his values. Piggy could think. He could go step by step inside that fat head of his. Only Piggy was no chief. But Piggy, for all his ludicrous body, had brains. Ralph was a specialist in thought now and could recognize thought in another. The sun in his eyes reminded him how time was passing, so he took the conch down from the tree and examined the surface. Exposure to the air had bleached the yellow and pink to near white and transparency. Ralph felt a kind of affectionate reverence for the conch, even though he'd fished the thing out of the lagoon himself, he faced the pl a place of assembly and put the conch to his lips. The others were waiting for this and came straight away. And that's where we'll end it for now and pick it up again on tomorrow's show. Uh, a quick programming note, however, I have some dental work that's going to be done tomorrow. And so I'm just telling you now, there is a chance I'm going to do everything I can. I don't want to miss a show, but uh, there is a chance <laughs> that I will not be able to make tomorrow's show. So if I am missing an action, as opposed to Joe Biden, you will know why for a legitimate reason. So anyway, wish me luck with that. And uh, yeah, with luck, I'll see you tomorrow. If not, then I will certainly uh, see you the next day. Thank you so much for popping by. Be sure and check that uh, follow button over there. Join us on Locals from a, some exclusive uh, subscriber-only videos, little short mini videos we make here and uh, put it out there on our Locals channel. All right. Thanks so much, folks. I will see you again tomorrow. <laughs>